0: You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast Family. Head over to Disney Podcast Family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Good evening, Marvels and Marvelettes. It's the Bird Hulk in the Big Bayou, and we're back to talk about all things Marvel. From the big screen... To the small print for the pulse in your chest, so you know you're alive. It's season one, episode six of the Marvel Tribe. Oh,
1: yeah!
0: Oh, I keep <laughs> it's okay, it's all right. You're like, man, he's ripping it. There it is. That's the music they love that we can't afford. Oh, so, episode six already of the Marvel Tribe. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so awesome. First of all, we want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for all the support for the last five episodes. It's been really cool. We have a lot to talk about and a short amount of time to do so. But we got a a new trailer dropping for Black Widow. Mm -hmm. Setting up more and more excitement. We're going to talk about some some things that may or may not be. We have a nice little foul movie to talk about in the not so MCU and if we get down to it, we might do a battle. Not like a rap battle, but maybe just a battle between a couple of characters. Hey, you never
1: know, it could be a rap battle. Yeah, you know,
0: we could we can go oh, for it. I'm feeling
1: battle. a little froggy.
0: I mean, my arms are heavy, knees weak, my arms are sweating. <laughs> oh, so no. So uh, first of all, how are you doing today, David?
1: Oh, I'm I'm terrific. It's a, it's, it's nice. It's so sunny out. I'm I officially, I feel like winter is pretty much over, and I saw no snow, so I'm I'm pleased. I'm pleased as punch. <laughs> yes,
0: yes, the no white winter for David. Yes, that was good. absolutely. I get it. I feel it. Don't it, it hasn't been snowing, so that's that's really
1: good. Yeah, take that, Game of Thrones. Take winter it. Winter is not coming.
0: There is no winter. Winter is not coming. So. Uh, and, and just like that, he's going to be in the Eternals. But <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the Eternals. No, not yet. First off, thank you guys for tuning in. And we also want to give it up for tomorrow night. You can tune in to see us do the D-Cast. Yep. And this should be up, and this episode should be up and running by tomorrow. And then, of course, you've got the the uh, Insiders, which they just released a new episode. Yep, yep. Between, uh, who was it, Andy and Skyler. Skyler. And of course, the extra magic power. So that, that episode will be coming out as well. And then we have new. a new new a fifth.
1: New on the docket.
0: Yes, we have the the um all female led. What did we go with the what was the name that we decided on? It was the rogue
1: no knights of no, the Knights
0: R- of the Rogue Republic. Republic. Yes, Knights yes. of the Rogue Republic. Super, super excited. Uh, all about Star
1: that Wars all the time. And that'll yep.
0: be uh Brooke. Megan and Amber Amber So Oh yeah So that's going to be a really really awesome tune into that because those girls have a love for Star Wars that you know rivals many in the galaxy. It's a fan- fantastic show.
1: Man, I thought I thought I knew a uh, thing or it- two about Star Wars, but man, these women are are on. They're amazing. seriously. I find myself like sitting there, like a little third grader, listening like just to a listen. book report. I'm like, yeah. "This is." This Amber is gets cool. going on
0: like things. and oh, like, yeah. her eyes get all gleaming I'm like, "My this guy's going off on some Star yeah, Wars."
1: I, I don't know if I should be taking notes or yeah. just what. Teach yeah. me. Yes. So,
0: so uh, first of all, on the docket, we uh, had yep. a little bit of how do rumors get started? Stuff Start about that, Janice people and rumors, everybody. Rumors. Rumor number one. Eva Green,
1: yes. Oh hey. man,
0: possibly cast in Doctor Strange too.
1: Yes, the so, French actress. So denials and everything, and, and kind of half sly remarks or whatever. But I, she she is a perfect fit. I can I, I yeah. If I was Kevin, I would have gone after her from oh, the yeah. get go. I'd toss um, a
0: contract right at her.
1: Yeah. In fact, I in before this was show was even a thought process, I really thought that they were going to actually ask her to play Hella. And but I'm glad they went with who they went with and stuff. Cause I think it just turned out great, especially how Hella ended up in in yeah. Thor Ragnarok. But I she's,
0: yeah. She's Hella good.
1: She's she's <laughs>
0: she's uh, yeah
1: so eva green i mean she's she's an amazing actress she just has that kind of look like this this is her genre this is her air. like you know kind of dark and spooky but you know she's i mean she's a great great actress and stuff so
0: we had a couple of different roles i I was thinking she would be great as clea Mm -hmm. that that is dr strange's kind of prodigy if you will Uh, on again off again she's a a sorceress kind of like Strange. she's not the Master of the mystic arts, but she's definitely an apprentice of his who has her own merits. And you had something different in mind for oh, her. Oh
1: yeah, I'm, I say go big or go home. I think because Doctor Strange is going to be kind of a Marvel's first foray into like uh, the horror genre, you know, with the mysticism and dark arts and everything. I say go go with uh, Nightmare. Now, I know Nightmare, you know, for all you Marvel fans and know Nightmare is a, is a male role in the comic books and stuff. But I say who cares? I think she would be perfect for Nightmare. She's a great supervillain, great foe. Um, Nightmare is kind of like a, a Freddy Krueger Freddy yeah, yeah. type of, I mean, yeah, she can't hurt you when you're awake. But if you're, if you're asleep, man, Nightmare. That's the realm. Nightmare got you. You're in, You're in Nightmare's realm and stuff. So I think she would be great you know um as as that character i would love to see her actually as, that would be really
0: cool uh and and since she's an entity I yes mean, it could be male or female yep yep so not to mention her voice would just be like haunting to hear in <laughs> your nightmares you know hello There. you know because she is uh she's a french actress so Wee yep. wee. Oui, oui, you're going to die strange <laughs> uh, so, so yeah, yeah I very was- good
1: yeah love to see see that happen so so that's my pick I, I think if if the rumors are true and they have courted her and she yeah
0: she is denying accepted, it yeah yeah
1: then yeah i say play no unleash her let her let her play nightmare
0: another rumor which i i guess this is confirmed it's, it's a confirmed rumor somebody now. got
1: in trouble for this but <laughs> we
0: don't know what role he's playing so we're yes. going to focus more on that but uh Mr christian bale mm-hmm is going to be the villain in the new Thor movie.
1: Yes. Are you
0: kidding me? <laughs> Suck it, fool. we will coming off of you. Yes. So. I'm Batman. Yeah. Wait, no, I'm oh, <laughs> not. No no, 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 Batman. i no, Batman. Are no, you Batman? Oi. So, Christian Vale, one of yeah. the, uh, considering his stature, yeah. one of the most intense on screen actors. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of the last 20 years or so. He is in talks to be, well, he's going to be the villain.
1: Yeah. We don't know what he's playing. Nope, nope. It got, it got leaked at the uh, Westworld uh, presser uh, by Tessa, who played, Tessa Thomas who plays uh, Valkyrie in Thor. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I, here she might be. She got a little, little bit of trouble um, leaking that out there. But, you know, she, she was excited. She, she got, I mean, if you haven't seen Westworld, amazing show. And she's kicking butt in Marvel. I mean, she's she's now the new king of Asgard and stuff. So yeah, she's 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 on the high right now. So
0: think of how excited you know uh, Spider-Man must be, knowing that he wasn't the <laughs> one who who spilled the beans this time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do it this time, Mister Stark. <laughs> so, but yeah, so Christian Bale, yep. villain, Thor movie. This cast is starting to round up to be very impressive. Mm-hmm. It, it also looks like that. That the Guardians will be in Thor as well. So on top of the Thor movie, we're going to have you know back-to-back movies with Guardians of the Galaxy, featuring Thor. So that means that Christian Bale could play uh, any number of cosmic uh, threats.
1: It,
0: it just kind of opens up so much. Uh, I mean, I can't even think off the top of my head how many people he could encompass, but but he'd make a. I mean, he'd make a great Supreme Intelligence. Mm-hmm. He'd he make a good anything. I I mean, it's Christian Bale. Yep. Great actor. Uh, multiple Academy Award nominee, I believe. Yep. So really good. That's super, super excited for the future of the movie, as if we weren't excited enough with with uh, Tika at the helm and seeing the Guardians again. Mm-hmm. So getting double our Guardians in, in back-to-back years, because I think they're... I think they're scheduled a year apart from each other, from Guardian, Thor and then Guardians. Absolutely. So that's super cool. Now, third rumor is what's going to be happening with the Loki series.
1: <laughs>
0: now, because of everything that's being tossed around with Loki and the obvious problems we've seen from stock photos that he's had with the Time Council. Yeah. The Squadron Supreme is being thrown out. The Squadron Supreme... For those of you who don't know, it's essentially, uh, first of all, it's one of the best uh, limited series that Marvel ever put out. It's, it's a 12-issue limited series, mm-hmm. and Mark Grinwald was responsible for bringing it into the fold, and they he's he since passed, and they actually took some of his ashes. And for a limited run, you can buy the trade paperback that has something with his ashes in it. So it's actually a piece of him. With every book that you buy, they didn't do a lot of them, but there's a limited run with it. Mm-hmm. And he really poured his heart and soul into this. It is almost <laughs> person for person the Marvel's version of the Justice League. The Justice League, yeah, uh, for good and for bad. Now mm-hmm. there's they've been around a, a while. They've been around since the the late seventies. Yeah, 1971s when
1: they so, first came out. Oh, yep. So
0: I guess early seventies. Yep. But they've got Hyperion, who's an alien who. Gets trapped on Earth, and he has super strength and flight, and yep. he's got cold breath, and he can shoot beams from his eyes. Does that that sound familiar?
1: I mean, yeah, he 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 raised by his orphaned yeah. human family. Yeah. He goes to work at a newspaper uh, as yeah. a comic
0: book artist. I mean, and, and we have a billionaire's parents <laughs> who murdered. Yeah, and he wears a suit, kind of like the a bat and the night.
1: <laughs> and he's—I mean—he's like one of the most powerful beings <laughs> there is. I Billionaire
0: mean, philanthropist yeah. by day and yeah. crime fighter by night. We have a a fast runner. We have a a, oh,
1: yeah. a
0: pilot who finds a a, a crashed scroll who gives him a gem yeah. that allows him to have powers. We have the a
1: power princess, an all-female kind of island, Amazonian. <laughs> is anyone getting me at this
0: here So, but they've they've managed to spin them off a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they've created their own little uh, world. The Squadron Supreme did where they were starting to, at least in the, in the miniseries, mm-hmm. now they've kind of crossed genres and you actually have Hyperion in the, the current Marvel universe, mm-hmm. um, but Power Princess as well. But basically what happens is that it's, it's a story about an alternate universe of, of heroes mm-hmm. who decide that instead of just fighting crime, that they begin to brainwash from this machine that they have all the villains that they capture so they turn them their own brains against them and they force them to become good, kind of trying to create a, a utopia and then what happens is there's a section of them that that disagree with the the choices and it causes kind of a split in the division which leads to the downfall of the league in any event great fantastic trade paperback yep but with the timelines and everything plus the I mean, with Loki, with with six forty five minute episodes. Oh yeah, they could literally introduce three or four new heroes mm-hmm. you with know, something like that. I mean, we have no idea where they're going to be going. Oh, with absolutely. Loki. I mean, and since Loki's that, considered an Elseworld.
1: Yeah, and I think the fact that we saw Loki was, you know, got. Looks like he was he was tracked down and he was thrown in time prison basically. I think he was jumping some timelines and messing with some things and we could see the squadron supreme. That's not a part of, you know, the the current Marvel timeline and stuff. And so we and maybe even for an episode or for, you know, I mean who who knows how this is or if if it's just a rumor uh yeah this could
0: be nothing but us just being geeks and talking about it yep yep uh they really they've been very good about not releasing much about what the loki series is going to be about
1: but i'm i'm liking i'm not going to lie so this week it seems like just the rumor mill i mean with 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 i batman yeah. christian bell and the squadron supreme rumors of you know which is the marvel's you know version of the dc justice league and stuff um i'm like maybe marvel's like you know we're about to get savage with this and stuff and and yeah but, but,
0: but. what a power play that would be
1: <laughs> if they said, it would be interesting
0: we can do your justice league better, <laughs> better than, than you did on our yeah. disney plus channel
1: <laughs> absolutely we're
0: not gonna worry about bringing it into the to the movies. so oh yeah yeah
1: I mean, one thing I would say this, and I'm not just—I am saying this as a Marvel fanboy. It's the reason why I'm a Marvel fanboy versus DC. I've read both comics and stuff, and so I'm not—I'm not, you know, saying anything bad about these. DC. DC makes amazing comic books and stuff. It's just Marvel interjects a little bit of of, of uh, realism feelings, like characters are flawed, and you know, you don't get the perfect you know, like you do with Clark Kent. I, I call it the Clark Kent syndrome and oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, even, even the characters who have, you know, like, real tragic stories, it's like the pendulum swings away. Like, you know, parents died and shot and murdered. I became the most richest person on the planet and stuff, and now I get to play with my toys and, and be a detective and not have okay. to, yeah, not have to answer to justice or anything, so.
0: So, we got a new trailer. Yes. The final Oh, Black Widow trailer. I'm
1: so excited about this.
0: If you're not excited about this movie, then I don't, I don't understand. Like, why, why, why are you listening to this podcast? I appreciate it. But if yes. you don't understand, e- even, even though you know already what's going to happen to Natasha, yep. e- each trailer that they've released, they've been just clever enough to just give you a little bit more to whet your appetite. And this final trailer... We get a lot more Taskmaster. Yes. Which will be the character that I'll dissect uh, uh, in the next segment. Heck yes. But we get to see more of his displays of power. We get to see more of the fight that he seems to be having with Red Guardian. We get more into the, the backstory. We get to see Natasha unleashed. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to find out more about the, the Red Room and, and, and what's happening with that. We get, we get so much in this trailer. Oh, yeah. Tell me how you feel about this trailer.
1: So I'm, I'm excited. I, I think they showed just enough of Taskmaster, for those who don't know who he is and stuff, just to make people... I mean, I I I had I talked with some people who don't know anything about the history, about the background, the origin stories and stuff. And they're like, wait, is he, is he Black Panther? I'm like, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. no he's no, not. No, no, no. And you see him with the bow, and you see, see him it, with know. the Captain America shit. I mean, you see yeah he is none of those he he is even i mean part of his super pure uh superpower is what chris will get into and stuff absolutely but i oh man I, i'm just i'm just excited it's it's kind of at first i i i was a little hesitant i was like you know i i think marvel was, was a little late to the game to introduce and kind of an origin of black widow after all the events that happened now i'm like yeah this this actually works and i'm as i was looking at some of the you know, some of the footage and stuff, I'm like, this is actually perfect because they're going to set up some characters that we're going to see in Phase 4.
0: Something's happening. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And, oh, man, I can't wait. Like, you guys, this is one of those don't don't sleep on the trailer because there's a misdirect (laughs) that unless you're really paying attention to... it's not going to go down the way the the story is being laid out in the trailer so i know
0: some of us think that natasha might be coming back
1: (laughs) i don't nope i don't either but i do
0: think that by the end of this movie Mm -hmm. we will have a a series four avenger Mm -hmm. of some sort or some sort of plot line slash villain Mm -hmm. slash something that's going to push further i firmly believe that Feige's already thought out the next 10 years. Absolutely. Through the movies. I think he has a clear idea. He's definitely going cosmic. He's you know he's definitely with, with, the, yeah. with the race of the Eternals. And then he's also getting into some horror. He's getting grounded with some martial arts since we do have mm-hmm. Shang-Chi coming up. Uh, which, by the way, last week, beautiful little biography on uh, backstory to Shang-Chi that, that my man Blair Hawk did. So check that one out. But so so many things are going to... All those dominoes, you know, he's just kind of putting them in play again oh, and yeah. like, hey, you know you guys didn't care about Guardians of the Galaxy. Well, here's some other people you don't really know that much about, unless of course you listen to the guy, Have a Trap. But
1: And and no one no one here meant, we didn't say the Cree or anything. So I get no. that get that out of your head. I'll I, no. I do not know who put the, implanted that in your head with the Black Widow movie or anything. No one's saying the Cree.
0: No, no. Cree. Cree.
1: No, no, no one's saying no one's talking about the No, Greek no one's Star talking about War the Cree. No, no, I'm no, nothing.
0: No, no, no. Nothing to do with that Cree. No, um, nothing. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, so that, that I'm very excited about that. That that movie's going to drop. I think it's going to be awesome, mm-hmm. and I'm super excited, of course, just to see uh, Natasha again because the Black Widow is a character that kind of gets slept on. Yep. But she's definitely worthy of her own movie. Oh, absolutely. So now we're going to get into a little bit of character bios. A little bit of backtrack. Oh, you know what? First, I, I feel like we've 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 skimmed past something something very important. We, we want to definitely give a shout out to our sponsor. Oh, and, and So, yes. we got to, you know, Please, we're yes. so busy being money, we forgot to thank Bob Money. We got to keep so. our lights on. Yeah, we do. We got to keep the lights on. Now that we're in the new Studio de Papa Grande. Awesome studio. Uh, we haven't really talked about what we're going to call it yet. I came up with the D Cave as a possibility. Uh, you know. That long, something Something, something here. Know. Like, I mean, we'll, we'll come up with something clever, but. The D-Cave, where we film the D-Cast. It's so really it's,
1: it's amazing here. We have a nice little
0: round table here, like we're the Knights of Excalibur. Absolutely. So, uh, but right now, we're going to have a little word from our sponsor. All right.
1: Man, I, I tell you, I love our sponsors. Yeah, Spotify, man. It, it definitely get you some of the that. You got to get some of that.
0: That's get you some Spotify. Yes. So, i uh, Think you go first this time, David?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm so uh,
0: so what retro character are we gonna dissect today from you?
1: So we're gonna go with Namor. Oh, oh the yes. Mariner. So for those of you who don't know Namor, Namor, he is well, he was the Prince of Atlantis. He's actually currently the king of Atlantis. And if you don't know where Atlantis is. Just it's it's the biggest kingdom on the planet since it is underwater, and the water is three fourths of what the earth is. So he he is the biggest ruler on earth that we have not heard of yet in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Now, so let me talk a little about Namor because he is he is actually one of the oldest original characters that Marvel came out back when you know they were not actual Marvel comics and stuff. And he was one of the first mutants. He and I mean he was declared one of the first first mutants and stuff. Um so Namor who is at the time is um going to talk into his princehood here um you know there's a, there's a king his uh, grandfather uh, thankor who uh you know back he was you know ruled the kingdom of Atlantis and man had no clue uh, about this uh underwater uh jewel of a of a kingdom there in fact uh, how they kind of the surface dwellers as You would, you know, you're going to hear them called throughout this little bio here, are known as uh, encountered them when they were searching for that Wakandan gold, which is known as vibranium. So they, you know, so back in the day, the government sent a crew on expedition to go find some of this nice vibranium here. And this ship got sort of, it just kind of got lost. And it wasn't until like the 50s was when a, another ex, a search and retrieval, they have a, they had kind of a hint where the ship was. So they sent out a group to go recover it. And that group found the ship encased in ice. And so they're like, oh, we got to get that sweet vibranium off of the ship. So how do you quickly dis, you know dispatch this ice? You use bombs.
0: Of course. Lots of
1: big, big, big bombs. And when you use bombs in the ocean, it tends to cause a rumble down under, which ended up actually um, killing some of the Atlanteans below. And so (laughs) with that said, uh, the king at the time, you know, Thancor was... uh, was like he he wanted to find out what the heck was going on yeah. uh you know his his kingdom's under threat and stuff and then his uh great princess daughter decided to beat her beat her dad to the punch and she actually uh which is her I think her name was Princess Finn I didn't confirm that but I'm pretty confident if I know my comic history here is Princess Finn and she actually went up to the surface and she you know she kind of Found, uh, found the humans, the surface dwellers, and she was captured. But then later, the 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 captain of that ship um, just kind of fell in love with her, and they actually started a romance. Uh, she was uh, secretly um, kind of getting taps on the human beings. She learned their language. She was kind of finding out their motivations and everything else. And she herself fell in love with the captain. They ended up having the baby. The king at the time thought. His daughter was kidnapped by the humans, the surface dwellers, and sent an army to go and rescue her. And during that rescue, which she she didn't she was unaware of, um, ended up killing her, her husband, and several other surface dwellers. And as she was uh, brought back down to Atlantean, uh, the city of Atlantis, sorry, uh, she was uh she was with a child. And so this child which is Prince Namor, who is now he's half he's half Atlantean and he's half human, and he's actually was endowed with a actually a, a, a just just that combination made him a little bit more advanced than most of the your, you know your common Atlanteans and stuff, and so anyway, over time I want to kind of get into um, <laughs> Namor because. Uh, as he kind of grew up throughout the years and stuff, um, you know, he his his powers was uncanny and stuff. I mean, he had Namor, he's kind of like this uh, chiseled looking and he's human looking. You know, the Atlanteans are kind of a blue, aqua blue, greenish people and stuff. He has all of the trappings of a human surface dweller, uh, with the exception that he's extremely fit and he has uh, these really cool wings on his ankles that helps him fly like supersonic type speeds and stuff. Like he can fly faster than a fighter jet uh that's chasing him down Uh, he has super strength uh in the comics he's been known to uh carry tons of weight while he's flying in the air so the amount of strength you need to just to do that um he has i'm gonna go over a list of all of namor's powers and stuff here um he has a a telepathic link with all all the ocean life so he can uh, use that telepathic link to uh, build his armies and and commune with the creatures and and doesn't matter what how you know big the creatures are like the kraken he has at his mercy are how little you know like like Nemo uh, I don't know if he actually communicated with Nemo I mean uh, but it would
0: have been a shorter movie <laughs> it would it would have been
1: Nemo go home he's over there yeah go home there he is yeah <laughs> but uh, um yeah anyway. So yeah, so yeah, so he can he can communicate with all of the life in the ocean. Um he's a great strategist. He studied mark uh, all the martial arts and stuff, even they, Alante- believe it or not, Atlanteans have their own style of martial arts too, which he was able to master. Um he and he's kind of so here here's the thing. Um he, people always say, you know, like Deadpool is like kind of this uh this anti-hero. I would, I think that title was, was first owned by, by Namor. Um, he does things, um, out of his own self interest. The Atlanteans are kind of an isolationist, a group kind of how Wakanda was. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, you know, they're, they're really, um, they're really sure of themselves. They, they believe in their technology and everything else. And, and the surface dwellers are, are sub to them. It's not the other way around. Right. So um, with that, there's no real need to interact with them or do anything um, to benefit the whole world. Because it, to an Atlantean, Atlantis is the whole world. Now, with that said, Namor is quick-tempered. And he has been known to uh, – even when he's done team-ups, you know, he's teamed up with the Avengers, uh, the Illuminati, uh, individual characters, um, and, you know, Incredible Hulk. And he's he's been known to rage quit. Mm-hmm. He gets mad and takes his ball and goes home. Like, literally, you can't – in fact, some of these team-ups are – you know, especially the team-ups when you got with Cap and the Avengers, it was done out of um, – his own personal interests it wasn't done for a noble noble cause like we must defend the earth or right. we must say it's like yeah how how is this going to affect my my people or me or how it's going to benefit my people and me and just kind of how like when uh, black panther joined the avengers in the comic book it was just kind of the same as for to spy on you know basically who could be potentially his enemies and stuff so you know, and the best way to Know how to defeat your enemies is to kind of join them. So, Namor, he he kind of took the exact same route. This is kind of why uh Wakanda and Atlantis has this kind of great rivalry oh, yeah. and stuff. And speaking of that, I mean, I think you know we got to see some Easter eggs, you know, about about Namor. Most people may have forgotten because it, you know, the first one was in Iron Man Two, which came out years and years ago, and. Uh, it was during a scene. Um, if you ever get the opportunity to go rewatch it, a scene where Nick Fury is uh, sitting down with Tony Stark, and in the back is a map of all the people Nick Fury is tracking, where their locations is. There's these little dials, you know, that you know that's tracking them, and you know you see a dial for Wakanda, and you see a dial that's in the middle of the ocean, and that's all you see. And they continue on their conversation. And then the latest Easter egg uh, to Namor, and at least to Namor existing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, is, I believe, because this hasn't been really confirmed, Confirmed was in uh, Avengers Endgame. And it was when, which, I mean, for me, it it, it makes no sense. It adds no uh, plot points or anything. It uh, doesn't give anything to end game for this for the scene to take place so it was like why would you put that in especially if you're short for times but so i think this was a purposely put in um easter egg where uh, during a meeting that black widow called uh, Koye talked about how um there was a earthquake underwater a big earthquake. Uh that was kind of, you know, I mean, we ever first all time, but this was no noteworthy to be brought up <clears> at <throat> this little meeting. And so Natasha asked you, so what, what should we do about it? And she's like, Yeah, nothing.
0: There, it's an earthquake <laughs>
1: in the there, ocean. <laughs> the best thing she and she said and in fact she actually said the best thing to do is to do nothing. Yeah. That that itself, I think, is is a huge sign of like yeah, we don't want to mess with what where this from. Yeah, comes. her
0: non-response <laughs> speaks yes. everything. Yeah,
1: yeah, she's not. I mean, she, she's. I mean, normally she. I mean, she. she for those who don't know, Koye, she's an amazing warrior. Like they in the, in the in the MCU, they give her amazing credit. Like the door leader of the door, Milage. But if you read the comic books, you know how bad. A, you know, badass, the door Malara she is and stuff. Yeah. And so for them to be unafraid to investigate something is not in their thing. So for her to purposely say the best thing for us to do is to do nothing, I think it, it it's 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 an easter egg It ha, it has to be otherwise why why add that scene i agree just just cut it so yeah so i you know i'm on to you kevin i know i know <laughs> what you, i know what you guys are doing so yeah so so you know that's that's so that's namor uh he you know he he is the king of atlantis um he's he's half human half Atlant Atlantean. he's he is technically the first mutant it, his introduction could be how Meaton's going to get introduced into this world i you know i i don't know i'm still so excited to kind of figure out how how they're going to how they're going to do that um but yeah he's you know he has some great team ups he has some great battles you know um he played a he plays a he played a villain he plays an anti hero he played a hero with his own self interest and he has he's a hothead he has a he's has a temper you know you you're not going to Convince him to do anything for the greater good. So you have to kind of do what Cap does, and Cap recognizes he has to kind of manipulate him to make sure it's his own interest in order to get him to do something good. So, so yeah, so that's Namor. Uh, read, you know, read some of uh, some of the comic books when you get the opportunity to go into a brick and mortar store and check out, you know, check out some of the check out some of the stuff that has Namor featured in it and stuff. Um, I did have written down. I can't think of the comic book. That uh, I want to recommend that he is in, but I'm just gonna say, hey, go in and browse, and and you know, ask ask your local comic book people, like, hey, I'm interested in checking out some stuff and see how you know, badass Namor the Submariner is and stuff. So with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Chris because he has someone who's actually a retro hero, a uh, retro hero. He's a retro character, but he's also current, and we may be seeing him sooner. Than we.
0: <coughs> A hundred percent. Namor. Good one. Oh, gosh, I love Namor. He's He's, awesome. he's so arrogant. He I'm is so arrogant. Good. He is he, super arrogant. He used to pop up a lot in Fantastic Four as yes. well. Oh yes, he has a big crush on. Oh like yes, Sue I'm sorry. Storm. Yeah,
1: even though Sue Storm is married and tells him all the time, all he, the time, he's so arrogant he doesn't care. He's like, I, I don't, I don't hear, I don't hear what you're saying. You, what, you're going to be mine. I'm the kid. You, you're, you're married to a, a, a surface dweller. Yeah. That doesn't make any a sense. A dork who's
0: me. a rubber band. He called him a rubber band once.
1: He's like, I mean, he's, what's what's a, what's the character from Beauty and the Beast? Uh, Gaston. Gaston. Yeah, he he is definitely the I super. Do. Gaston of, of things. So.
0: It's totally, he's totally yeah. Gaston. <laughs> he is, he is, he is actually. I use antlers in all of my technical <laughs> So I'm going to talk about uh, the Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. So Taskmaster will be appearing. He'll probably be the main villain in the new Black Widow movie, it's, it seems. So he was Brooklyn-born Mr. Tony Masters. Uh, Tony, Tony was born with this uh, incredible ability to mimic anything that he could see. It's a power that manifested itself. At an early age, uh, he watched a cowboy movie, and he watched somebody doing rope tricks, grabbed a piece of rope, and was able to mimic it entirely. And as he grew older, he started to notice other things, uh, and it was his power was so extreme that just by watching an NFL game, he turned himself into a high school hero on the football field. He could mimic. There, there seemed to be no end to what he could do. His only limitations were his actual physical strength. So while he couldn't lift a car and throw it like Thor could, he could watch the way Thor fought with Mjolnir, and then pick up a hammer and mimic that style. So he sees a robbery happen and he sees Spider-Man of the robbery and then immediately begins to mimic Spider-Man's very, very, very unique fighting style. He cannot cling to walls. He cannot lift 10 tons and he has no webs. But in terms of being flexible and fighting from weird angles while leaping around, he's like, I can do this. I can do this for as long as, you know, I've got the breath to do so. So he begins to train his cardio and his body to where he can last and have the stamina to do everything he's watching. And he begins to absorb everything he can. Every video he can get his hands on with Captain America uh, as the heroes begin to come into light. Captain America, uh, uh, Iron Fist, Shang-Chi, uh, you, you name it. And so he decides that being a hero, that's not for Tony. <laughs> Tony wants to be a villain. That's where the money is. So he becomes a mercenary. A very good mercenary. And as a mercenary, he's able to also take what he sees to the physical objects, i.e., watches Hawkeye shoot a bow, grabs a bow and arrow, can shoot like Hawkeye. Sees Captain America use his shield, gets himself a shield similar to what, you know, even a garbage can lid. And he can toss it with the angles that capkin uh, his brain just takes everything that it's absorbing or that it's observing and it absorbs it and he has what's called photographic reflexes mm-hmm. anything he sees he can mimic down to the finest detail outside of superpowers that's what he cannot mimic so he becomes a, a this incredible henchman he calls himself the taskmaster and they begin to use him to train. A whole bunch of henchmen he trains crossbones who in the comic books is is the red skull's henchman he's actually with red skull's daughter in the comic books sin but uh he gets killed he gets blown up in the mcu he's the one who who blows himself up that that scarlet witch pulls up to the building and in sokovia so but he he begins to train a whole bunch of villains he even trains john walker who we talked about in one of the earlier episodes, mm-hmm. as the U.S. agent. When he becomes Captain America, they bring in Taskmaster to train him because outside of getting Cap himself, Taskmaster's the best person to teach you how to throw Cap's shield. And so he begins to teach heroes and villains alike, basically selling his services to the highest bidder. And along the way, he collects numerous amounts of fighting styles and... He's turned himself to the point where he not only knows your fighting style, but he's able to predict your movements. So he doesn't, he only knows what you're doing, but he knows why you do what you do and what your next steps are. So if you're someone who falls into a similar fighting pattern, he's already two steps ahead of you. He knows that you're going to follow up a shield throw with a kick in order to be in the position to get the shield back. And so his brain works two steps ahead of most heroes so the the only way to beat him is to either access a fighting style you haven't used before which Wolverine did when he was powered down and beat him and, or clear your mind of everything that you're normally taught to fight like so you're just fluid like like water is how fight. Shang-Chi beat him. Mm-hmm. Shang-Chi was only able to beat him by by accessing just that liquid part of his brain that was purely defensive. Mm-hmm. And so doing so changed up his style and no matter what Taskmaster was able to put out. Shang-Chi was able to counter and be able to get on the offensive. Now, we see three distinctive things in this trailer for Black Widow. We see him shoot a bow like Hawkeye. Yep. We see him use the shield defensively and offensively like Cap. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we see him cross his arms and pull out some claws like Black Panther. Yes. For the fight against Red Guardian. So what you're going to get to see, I believe, is you're going to get to see somebody fight like all three of them in one so imagine that you're going up to fight someone and mid mid battle they pull a shield out and they're fighting defensively like cap but aggressively with the shield and then you get the shield away from them and they cross their arms and they pop claws out of their glove and now you have to fight you know Black you're gonna yeah. fight t'challa yes now you <laughs> gotta realize now you got to fight someone who fights completely different yep. more animalistic more you know like more more athletic than even cap and yep. come from different angles so you can see what a nightmare this guy would be in a matchup. He also carries a staff that that he uses on on top of everything else. He has a sword that that he's he's gained from stuff. He pulls he he literally looks like a like a like a walking weapons rack. Yep. He's got a, a sword. He's got a bow and arrow. He's got a shield, and so
1: he's like Lasso, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. got all kinds yeah. of stuff. He's got a rope. He's he's got everything. So right now in the MCU, uh, he's had this problem as as he's kind of gotten older, where the more new stuff that he's remembering, uh, he's losing parts of his memory. So it's to the point where his brain can't handle how many different styles it's adapted. So now when he decides, I guess he's so in touch with his power now that he can choose whether or not to adapt a style or part of it because he knows that as he continues to take more and more styles on he loses memory and parts of who he was as he was mm-hmm. younger so it's kind of like that simpson joke where the more things i learn the more things i forget like the time i took the wine tasting class and forgot how to drive <laughs> so <laughs> but so so that's what's about. he's a, he's a powerhouse but chris exclusive how i think this happens is we're going to see him i think there's going to be not a sound defeat, I, I think. But I think he's. I think eventually they're going to be able to beat him back. Mm. But I think it's going to set up Taskmaster for Thunderbolts. Yes. That's that's my feeling.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: I, I feel that, that they're going to leak him on to something else. It's going to be another project. But I feel like he's going to be step one in the Thunderbolts. And then based upon that, I feel like this, this coder could not happen. And if we get shut down, I'll find out that I was right. <laughs> and I feel like... Uh, I feel like Natasha's sister is gonna be step two. I think we're gonna have a new Black Widow, possibly the all-white, you know, uniform Black Widow. And I think Taskmaster and Black Widow are gonna be part of Thunderbolts, which depending on who they put into it, could be a super group to take on the Avengers or as a spinoff to certain things. Well, look look at
1: that. We got a message from Kevin Feige. He's saying shut up. He's saying shut up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So um that's how I feel like he he plans into the MCU. I know there was talk of him being in Deadpool back then but the money just wasn't you know they didn't know how big how, how well the Deadpool movie was going to do. Yeah. So but I know that there was a point because him and Deadpool they'll just go at each other. D- Deadpool's another one and it's just comes out of nowhere with guns or swords and 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 just kind of fights a lot like Wolverine is and like he just takes hits oh, for the man. sake of taking hits in order to get close enough to get to you.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely do a Deadpool uh, origin in, in the beginning because there's a little bit more to Deadpool than what you see yeah. on the screen. Because he he actually loves to fight, loves it. Lo- I mean, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: So yeah, so Taskmaster, I think they're gonna they're gonna uh, they're gonna link him to the Red Room. I think that's how we're gonna uh, to see a lot from him. And I think that's what's gonna happen with Black Widow. But that in essence is Taskmaster. He he's he's never had like a solo comic. He always appears in things but he's good enough to have taken on a team of Avengers by himself and walk away without being a clear loser, which for one person to take on seven Avengers and walk away, that gives you the idea of his power set. He's trained some of the, the baddest people in the MCU in terms of both villains and in who became heroes, and he's kind of just somebody who walks on the edge. He teeters. He doesn't really claim allegiance to anything. He just uses his skills for the highest-paid person. You know, you want me to train someone, I'll train someone, but you're gonna pay me because I know I know my worth. He knows his worth. And he's comfortable in his truth. And his truth is he's a bad dude. He is. So that's Taskmaster. And uh we'll see what happens. We'll find out. We'll come back whenever Black Oda comes, we'll see how right I was or how wrong I was. So that's it. So that's it for the for the retro look back. Uh awesome Jeff. Man, I love Neighbor. Um, yeah. so and now it's time for the not so mcu <laughs> uh,
1: i love this segment
0: one man one desire <laughs> so i'm gonna take you back to 1986 oh. everyone here is old enough to remember 1986 shauna just started dating his wife <laughs> sorry, i kid i kid i kid, I, I kid. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so uh, 1986 and uh, a little known film a couple years before that called Return of the Jedi. It didn't do much at the box office. I I kid. George (laughs) Lucas notices a scene between an Ewok and Princess Leia. You know, whatever. So he says to himself, there's something there that I can build upon with a cute little animal and a female lead. And I'm going to take a a product from from Marvel (laughs) And so he decides that he's going to back a movie called Howard the Duck. Oh, yes. So the Howard the Duck script gets green-lighted, and it begins to be written. And the amount of stars from the 80s that is attached to it is astronomical. Yeah. I'm talking Bruce Willis, the mm. Baldwins, uh, Demi Moore, uh, you name it. People were lining up to audition to be a part of this next George Lucas hit yep. about this sci-fi mallard and his adventures on Earth. Because, hey, why not? It ends up settling with uh, Leah Thompson, who was the mom, of course, from the Back to the Future series. She had her own thing going on. Yep. Uh, Tim Robbins, a future Academy Award winner, yep, Mr. Yep. Shawshank Redemption himself. And uh, Jeffrey Jones. Oh, Jeffrey. So you know Jeffrey Jones. He was the principal from Ferris Bueller's Rooney, Day Off. Rooney, Rooney. So, <laughs> that's right. Principal Rooney. So those are the three that get, end up tied down, with, with Leah taking the female lead, uh, Tim Robbins being uh, the, kind of the, the bumbling side, and Jeffrey Jones is cast as, the, as a scientist who later becomes the villain. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a couple of famous taglines. Like a famous tagline from the poster You have the poster of an egg. You have the words, Howard the Duck. And the famous tagline is, you will believe that a duck can talk. Wow. So the script goes forward. Budget is set at $37 million. That is $37 million, 1986. The movie goes through script rewrites. Uh, They end up doing about seven different people to play the duck. They finally settle on a voice actor to do his voice. It's very New York, kind of. And uh, they wanted to put a child in the duck costume, but eventually decided against it. Mm -hmm. I think more for child labor laws than anything. (laughs) So they get a bunch of different people who are going to play the duck, and it starts to really sink in that this may not be a hit. But everyone at the studio says, nah, we're good. Mm-hmm. Go with this. It's gonna be huge. The movie ends up grossing sixteen and a quarter million dollars US. Oh yeah. It does reach 37 million. Period. <laughs> domestic like the like with when, when you when you factor in international, uh making it a certifiable bomb. Yep. An absolute bomb. So the good news is that this bomb inadvertently creates one of the greatest things that's happened to cinema in the last 25 years. I'll expound. At the time of the release, George Lucas has just built his $50 million Skywalker ranch. Hoping that Howard the Duck earns the money to get him back into the black and green, if you will. Mm-hmm. So that way he won't have to, it'll recoup the cost of this. million Skywalker ranch that he's built. Uh, It does not. (laughs) So he begins to sell properties that that he owns either patents to or stuff that he has. Well, he gets really lucky and his friend Steve Jobs, I think we all know who Steve Jobs is. is. Steve Jobs offers to buy uh, Lucasfilm's new CGI animation division. Mm -hmm. He says, you know what? I'll buy it from you and I'll pay more than you're selling it so that way, you make a deal out of it. Now that you are solid, Steve Jobs then takes that and turns it into the studios we now know as Pixar, Pixar. Studios. So without Howard the Duck, we have no Pixar. No Pixar. <laughs> and as we all know, Pixar has become one of the most profitable and famous studios of the last twenty-five years. Oh, absolutely, say. yeah. And it's definitely a linchpin in the whole Disney Disney uh, empire. Yep. DVD commentary gets released. George Lucas says, "Uh, uh, in in 20 years, people are going to look back and they're going to call this a masterpiece. Well, 2012 comes and goes. Yeah. And people are still not calling this a masterpiece. It's actually considered one of the worst movies of all time.
1: Oh, yeah. He also also got, I'm sorry, he got nominated for the Razzies. Seven Razzies. Yeah, yeah. And and it won a couple, didn't
0: it? It won four out of seven. <laughs> it was nominated for Worst Director, Worst Ooh. Original Song, oh. Worst Supporting Actor, Ouch. Worst New Star, Ooh. which they described as seven people in a duck costume, <laughs> Worst Visual Effects, Worst mm. Screenplay, and Worst Picture. Oof! It's been tied one time, seven Razzies. Mm. That other picture was Under the Cherry Moon by oh. Prince, oh, for the bottle of the Purple Rain, Ooh. which is... Really bad, and I'm a Prince fanatic.
1: You better not let Amber hear this. I she know. loves Prince.
0: Well, listen, I love Prince. <laughs> so um it wins uh, best supporting act. I'm sorry, best new star, mm-hmm. best visual effects, worst screenplay, and worst picture, if you will. Ooh, so yeah. it wins, it wins the last four. It it sweeps it, it swiffers the nation. So notable quotes. That's it. No more Mr. Nice Duck. <sighs> No one laughs at a master of quack foo, mm. and of course, the beautiful desperate ducks commit desperate acts. So, what are your thoughts? Do you do? Do you remember watching Howard the Duck?
1: I do. I I so I was a kid, mm-hmm. I, and so for me, seeing Howard the Duck, it's it's like one of those like you see movies you thought were kind of interesting. And then as you become an adult and you look back on them and you're like, wow, what were you thinking, kid? Oh, yeah. Like, I, so I, you know, I remember, I remember liking Howard Duck. In fact, it it was, to be honest, it was, it was my first, like, I saw Duck movies (laughs) and that's. You did. I did. Every kid did because it was the talk of our neighborhood. We would ride our bicycles and like, dude, did, did, do you see, see what I, did yeah? You see I, the duck moves in the tub? Yeah, you saw the duck moves in the tub and stuff. I mean, that's what it was. It was a, it was a, it was a very kiddish, well, that part's not kiddish, but it was very kiddishly, horribly bad movie and stuff and when i got a little bit older i wasn't even an adult i just got a little bit older you know it was probably around high school when i revisited the howard deducting and i'm like oh wow man do our tastes change wow yeah it's like i mean yeah it's going from eating you know sugary pop rocks to a steak I, <laughs> I, I my palate has developed a taste for steak. I don't want to eat pop rocks for my dinner <laughs> anymore. And so Howard the Duck was pop rocks, and boy was it! It's it was sh- sugary. It, it's best I can say. It, it
0: has developed a bit of a cult following. It has in, in the way that a lot of and in, in you have to understand. I am a connoisseur of bad movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the first podcasts I was ever on was a was a podcast that that reviewed movies that were so bad that they turned around and became good just by how awful they were. <laughs> uh, Howard the Duck was definitely one of those. Uh, watching it as an adult, it is super awkward. I watched it a- about three years ago. And there's some awful sexual tension in it mm-hmm. between Leah Thompson oh, and Howard. Yeah. Yep. Uh, really weird. Yep. Um, they did do a ver- – they- it was televised. And they added extra bubbles in effect to cover up the duck breasts, mm-hmm. just so you know. Um, it's 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 really bad, and it, it's not just that it's it's really bad. as in like, wow, I can't believe they okayed this. But the special effects are oh ghastly, Ooh, yeah. like just some of the worst you've ever seen. That dark Howard's Overlord monster. Yeah, Howard's an awful like hero side. I mean, he's just this like wisecracking. Duck. Mm-hmm. And he's just it's 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 unducking believable, really. And uh yeah, yeah, of that. So it's a mallard masterpiece. No, it's uh maybe want to oh. eat duck, let me tell you. So I, yeah, it's, I, I, was it's two se-
1: I was two seconds too late with the with the I was gonna say beak, not bleat. Nice, nice. <laughs> I just missed
0: it. But but yeah, so Howard the Duck, you can find it on Amazon. I think you can find a, a copy of the, either the VHS tape, which is going to cost you a little bit. But I think the DVD was like $8.99. You mm. can still pick it up if you want, if you really want to watch it. It still comes on every now and then on either like Showtime or, or Cinemax or HBO. It's, it's, still, it's still played. It still somehow uh, makes some money. But in, in terms of, uh, of the Marvel Universe, oh, yeah. he did, of course, See. make an appearance uh, yeah. later on. And we did see a Howard the Duck, which we thought would lead to a another Howard the Duck movie. Thankfully, that's been axed because we really don't want to go down that well again.
1: no i, I think they did a good job just just bringing the cameo back. That's like, fine. I was good with that, like you know, seeing him in guardians of the Galaxy I'm like, oh
0: there's Howard the Howard Duck, the duck. What? Oh, How cool. weird is this
1: And move back on <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and, we're, on. and we're done okay. so uh Howard the Duck, you can find it. You can find just about anywhere mm-hmm. that you want. I'm sure. You can, I'm sure there's a copy of it somewhere on YouTube. Mm-hmm. If you wanna, if you wanna find it, you wanna put yourself through it. Uh, you can play some nice uh, drinking games. Mm-hmm. Every time there's some weird sexual tension, take a shot. Okay. Um, anytime there's a clever play on words using duck analogies, mm-hmm. take a shot. Uh, so it's it's. If you wanna gather a group of friends together and watch it, you know what? If you're in the area and you wanna do a viewing party. I'll come watch Howard the Duck with you right there. I'll tell you right now. I'll come watch it. We'll we'll make some popcorn and we'll get some non-alcoholic daiquiris. and uh, yeah, have
1: a good old good old good old time. time. Good
0: because old time. Uh, Howard the Duck is without a doubt one of the worst movies of all time and worth every Razzie that it was given.
1: Absolutely. And I I did hear a rumor that if if you are able to. Find a, a working phone booth, you'll find a copy of Howard the Duck in there somewhere. That, that's just <laughs> that's, a rumor. I can't confirm he that. He heard something. That's if yeah, if you find a nine. working phone booth, there might be a copy of Howard the Duck in there. So, yeah,
0: so, yeah, so Howard the Duck, and that's, that's Journey Through the Not So MCU. Uh, I, I, I was digging, and man, there are so many more movies we can go oh, through. There's a ton. I'm going to try and get them oh. to you earlier so you have Perfect. a little bit more time to Perfect. get it. But I, I mean, not only can we go through the original X Men, from from that. But I mean we've got the the, the we've got the, the Hulk and we've got the 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 Ang Lee Hulk, which was just terrible. Yeah. Um so yeah, so There's, this is one of my new favorite segments that we're doing. I love it. Uh I love oh, digging through old Oh movies. absolutely
1: absolutely. Let's dig through them all and stuff. And I mean I would say even I mean dark I would add dark world dark, to this and You know what?
0: We can certainly I mean that's a Marvel property so it
1: is it is
0: That's that's an interesting one. Yeah.
1: So, so it's a recent one but you know yeah. that's Yeah, but there's some way back ones we can Yeah, have, oh, so yeah, 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 yeah. we can work up to that
0: so. Yeah, we we we've, we've got a lot of digging to do before if, we can even get yeah, to dark if world. if we
1: start talking about dark world, we we went through the whole resume
0: so <laughs> that's And uh, that's going to do it for episode 6 of the Marvel Tribe. We appreciate you guys. Uh, tuning in and, and listening to us, or or watching us, well, we'll bring the battles back next week. Uh, I didn't have anybody really offer one, so. Yeah, yeah.
1: So well, yeah, post. I mean, if you want to see us uh, battle, you know, it, anyone, give I us
0: mean, give us something to talk about. You
1: yeah. know, hey, we can, we'll, we may even venture off in all of Disney property and stuff. If you want to yeah. see guess on, you know, versus Namor or something? I mean, uh, no, don't don't don't.
0: Do that, that. That's gonna but, be very one sided. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, that, that is and
1: stuff. But yeah, I mean, just yeah, po- post on our on we our Instagram, our Facebook groups, um, uh, social media. So I mean, just
0: yeah, there's social media everywhere. So yep. anything you do to help support us, we appreciate it. Yep, yep. We have our Patreon. Uh, I think yes, still yeah, you can uh, support us on, uh, on on our website. You can find us through the through the yep. .com. We are getting the decast. Dot com backup, yes. Since we are we an are. affiliate of the of, of the DCast and an offshoot of it, so uh, tune in tomorrow and we, we go live with the TCast. Don't forget the extra money, and of course, the insiders. And then uh, later on, we'll have the the, the rogue Knights of the, Knights rogue of the Republic. Rogue Republic.
1: But stay tuned, stay tuned for tomorrow because I'm gonna drop a special little, 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 how would you say this? Um. Amazing phase four surprise! Ooh. You guys will absolutely dig, and it's something you guys can actually get in on if you love going to the movies. So, awesome. stay, yeah. So stay watch the decast, um, which would come out. We'll sh- we'll shoot it tomorrow. It comes out the next day. There is but me. we will have a really big announcement, and yeah, you guys want to want to stay tuned for that.
0: Yeah. So uh, thank you so much again. And uh, don't forget to leave us an iTunes review.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. With a star rating. Um, five stars. preferred. Five stars is five. preferred. But DG if you don't DG think six, we're worth five DG. stars,
0: if you think we need to work on something, let us know. What, what do you like? What do you think we could do differently? What kind of... What do you want to see on the show? What battles do you want us to do? Is there a character you want us to dive a little bit deeper into the history of? Absolutely. So, so like. Do you, do you think that... Do you think that Big Papa Disney's love for Scarlet Witch rivals the love of his wife? I'm gonna say no. I'm I, gonna say I'm, no. I'm gonna say. I mean, we'll see. Yeah. You, you love you love you some Scarlet Witch though. Good for you, man. That is the correct answer.
1: <laughs> and she was listening. Surprise! Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. yeah, that sound you heard was her slamming the doors <laughs> and locking it. So. Yeah. So so this is our first episode here from the. Uh, from the D-Cave, if you will. Yes. So we, we thank you again. And I am the big you, And that is the... Blurred Hulk. And we want to thank you for listening to the... Marvel Marvel Marveltron. Oh my God. There it is.
1: Oh, wait. There, you you yeah. had it. There it is. Marvel drive.
0: Yeah, Like I heard it in my ears. Marvel drive. Marvel drive. What?
1: That's it. Yeah.
0: How do we do What was the time? We we're over we
1: an hour. Really? Did, did that?